הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דברנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש משאר בארץ המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן נפגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם today we start and God willing will finish also סעיף ט"ז שבחי הר"ן number uh, 16 a very special one that speaks about uh, The universal desire which Rabbein was going to speak about we're going to see how Rabbein put all his might at the beginning since he was a, a child to destroy this desire since the beginning we're going to see what this is what does Rabbi Nathan say it's impossible to tell or describe the great awesomeness of how Rabbeinu attained this awesome spiritual level of breaking the universal desire which encompasses all the other evil desires all the other evil lusts and what this lust called it's called the desire for sexual uh, the sexual desire Rabbeinu said that uh, he put all of his work to destroy this desire first out of all the other ones so What does Rabbi Nathan say? We cannot even describe Rabbeinu's sexual purity. It's, it's impossible to even talk about it. And he said, Rabbeinu said, that Rabbeinu had a tremendous amount of tests in this regard. Immeasurable amount of tests. Countless amount of tests in this desire. But the truth is, Rabbeinu said, you want to know the truth, it's not a test at all. Because he said, this is not a desire at all. Rabbeinu said, you need to shift your perspective. It's not a desire, this thing. And he said, that one who is truly a wise man, even a goy, even someone who is not even Jewish, because just of the fact that he is a true wise man, it's fitting for this person that he, it wouldn't even be considered a desire at all. Rabban was saying the only thing that separates a man who has a desire or not is wisdom, is, uh, is this... Uh, Chokhmah, this intelligence that makes him realize how stupid and how foolish this desire really is. And he said, Rabbeinu said, one who has a wisdom of the understanding of anatomy and he knows the way the limbs are arranged in a person according to the way the, um, the truth of anatomy um, Uh, dictate it's fitting for this person who truly knows the limbs of a person and who knows the way the body is formed and the way um, of the anatomy of a person it would be fitting for this man to be disgusted by this desire with the utmost disgust look how far Rabbeinu goes to say And with regard to the disgust of this desire, uh, Rabbeinu would wondrously speak about this in the most awesome fashions. Uh, Rabbeinu said if a person knows the bodily functions, he would be absolutely repulsed by this desire. And he spoke at length about this, but unfortunately a lot of it was forgotten. And the main idea is what? He would... He would reject his desire completely with the utmost rejection and disgust. Until Rabbanu decreed. He decreed it. He made a gzera and he said that to one who's truly, who has true wisdom, even just a little bit of it, this desire isn't even considered a test. He wouldn't even be tempted by it. To the point where Rabbanu said, you know, with the great tzaddikim, 
Shlomo Amelech, David Amelech, when it talks about their um, stumbling, about Dan Degmar Shabbat, with regard to David Amelech and the stumbling of Bathsheba, that if we think that David Amelech sinned in this regard, it's us who's making the mistake. It's brought down the Gemara Shabbat. Meaning, these great tzaddikim, David Melech, Shlomo Melech, when it had to do with the idea of women, it wasn't at the simple, desirable level, the, the way that we feel it. They were true men of wisdom. It said about Shlomo Melech, he was wisest of all of men. So you think for one second Shlomo Melech had a simple desire? No, it was something else. And he said, Rabbeinu said the same thing is true of Yosef at Tzadik. Look in Nikut Moran, Rabbeinu explains this, that for the Tzadikim, it's not even blood, it's not even Yetzirah blood anymore, meaning the evil desire for, for sexual lust comes from the bad blood within you. Rabbeinu is saying though, for the, for the great Tzadikim, they already destroyed this evil blood, they don't even have the bad blood anymore. David HaMelech said, My heart is hollow within me, meaning, what? All, I got rid of all the bad blood. So for David Amelech, it was a completely different thing. It had to do with the uh, Gvurot and Chasadim, where the Zohar mentions over there very deep stuff. Uh, we can't even understand it about uh, Chesed, the kindnesses and judgment, and how to sweeten the dinim of Shammai. Uh, very interesting inyan that we can't even really understand. But just to, we have to have Emunah that for these Tzadikim, they didn't even have this Tava. And so too we can do it as well. Rabbanu said, this is easy. This is easy to break. And although we might think it's extremely difficult, we have to have emunah. That when Rabbeinu is saying this, that really we can be complete, complete tzaddikim in this. And the Zohar says, "Man who tzaddik, man denat abrit. Who is a tzaddik? One who conquers the brit. So we can easily attain this. Aval gam kodem clarifying. He's saying also before Rabbeinu merited this, he merited to nullify and to get to the level where he's disgusted completely by this desire. Also before this place where Rabbeinu got to this, that what? Before Rabbeinu got to that level, that degree, Rabbeinu too had countless of tests, great tests, awesome tests in this desire that are impossible to tell specifically. Because during the days of his youth, literally, at the time when Rabbeinu was getting rid of all the bad blood, and boiling the bad blood to the point where to get rid of all the impurities, which is where this desire stems from, where the desire for stealing, murder stems from, all these, th these things. When Rabbeinu was refining his bad blood, he had many countless tests in this regard with regard to this desire. Because he had his capability to fill his desire and he was in very, very great danger. But he was a strong warrior. And he overcame his evil inclination and he subdued his desire countless times over. And nonetheless, Yet nonetheless, Rabbeinu wouldn't, on the second time when he was hit with his test, he wouldn't distance himself from it. He wouldn't be scared of it, to flee away from the test. On the contrary, Rabbeinu actually desired these tests. Rabbeinu was so strong and so confident in his ability. Look at the emunah that he had in himself. He was so confident in his ability that he would pray to Hashem to send him another test. Because Rabbeinu was so strong in his mind. Hashem was pictured right before him. As we saw in the beginning of Shivchei Aranda, Rabbeinu used to say, what? Rabbeinu was constantly trying to fulfill the verse in Tehidim. I place God before me always. Hashem was right before Rabbeinu's eyes always. So Rabbeinu was so confident that he would not rebel against Hashem 
Ruach, and he was so strong in his mind, mentally strong, that he knew he would not rebel against Hashem. Because in Rabbeinu's head, you know what he thought? How is it possible that I'm going to commit a sin and transgress the Ratzon of Hashem, the desire of Hashem? Look at Rabbeinu's confidence, meaning his utmost desire to draw close to Hashem. Rabbeinu said it's impossible that I can go over the Raton of Hashem unless I become literally absolutely crazy at that point. But as long, because of the fact that he had any sort of intellect while still in the test, Rabbeinu said it's certain I could stand it within the test because as long as I have intellect, a little bit, even just the smallest feint of intellect in that test, I would never be able to fall because all you need is a small amount of sechel to be able to fight this desire. Because of the great strength of his heart that he had so much strength and he reinforced himself in Hashem so very much. And yet nonetheless, at the time when the test came, he was in very great danger and he would scream to Hashem so much. Until he merited to overcome his evil inclination to be saved. And nonetheless, Rabbeinu would not reject the test when it came. He would not uh, distance himself and be scared of it. Even though that during the time of the test it was very difficult. Rabbeinu would not shy himself away from the test. And this would happen countless times. And Hashem was at Rabenu's aid and his assistance. And he helped Rabenu merit to overcome his evil inclination to break the fiery chamber of this universal desire. Because Rabenu is explaining and Rabbi Nathan is explaining it. This desire is a fiery chamber. And look at the Quran to explain that this is the fiery chamber of all the 70 nations. Rabbi was so holy, so very holy in, abst- in abstaining from this desire with the utmost abstinence in the greatest and most awesome holiness that exists. Rabbi said that he had an encounter with the evil inclination. And look what the evil inclination proposed to Rabbi the evil inclination told Rabenu that he wants to let him have everything. Meaning, he told Rabenu, you can attain whatever thing you want to in holiness. Just basically exempt one thing to me, the Yetzirah told Rabenu. Give me one. Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The evil one was willing to let Rabenu overcome every desire as long as Rabenu uh, let go and conceded to one thing. And what was that one thing? The Yetzirah said to Rabenu, Concede to me in this desire with regard to sexual desire. And Rabbeinu said, no, it's the exact opposite. Rabbeinu said, no, I will not let you do that. You can have everything else except for this. What? You, the Yetzirah, you can help me, you can make me suffer in all the other desires, but this one you're going to let me break. Meaning that Rabbeinu was trying to claim to Yitzhak, no, I'll do the exact opposite deal with you. You can give me a hard time in every other single desire, but with regard to this one, concede it to me. Let me have this one. Because why? What did Rabbeinu know? That the essential Yitzhak is this desire. And Rabbeinu said, a person comes into this world just to be tested in this. And a person comes into this world just to be tested in this. But 
שהוא יניח לו הכל לבריא, שברו, רק זאת אתה ורוצה לשברה לגמרי. That what did Rabbeinu say in the opposite way of the, against the Yetzirah? That he would ignore his other desires and not work to control them at all, but the sexual desires he would completely remove and destroy. This was Rabbeinu's philosophy. The rest of them, the first thing you have to do is break this desire. It is the most impure one. It's the Aviyah It's the father of all impurities. As Rabbeinu said, This was the way Rabbeinu conducted himself at the beginning. This was Rabbeinu's entire mission at the beginning. He put all his effort toward this, uh, this one inyan, this one uh, goal, to break at the beginning this main desire. And Rabbeinu would not pay attention at all to break the desire for food. On the contrary, as a kid, as we saw earlier, Rabbeinu would eat very, very much. More than all the other children of his age. And Rabbeinu said actually that he would draw all his desires within the desire, within the desire for food. Meaning that all his other desires were put in this desire. Meaning this was his biggest desire as a child because he was putting all his force in breaking the sexual desire. All the desires put all its, uh, all the desires put all its force in the desire for food. And then afterwards, the Rabbeinu did not let the Yitzhara try to win. He uh, broke this desire for food too, of eating too. That even his appetite was subdued. So Rabbeinu continues. Rabbi Nathan continues in the name of Rabbeinu. Vayalo kama minei yigiot vavodot mechamot zelisonot en mispar kodem shibarat haba klali tanan. Rabbi Nathan saying, do not give up because Rabbeinu too had tremendous. He had to exert so much effort. He had to do so many acts of service, wars, tests that are countless until he merited to break this universal desire that we mentioned above. Vechama vechama tefilot detachanim mivchiyot v'sichot shayam itpalel mechanim v'shofach dibo. Lifnei Hashem itbar bechama vechama minei tachanim yaritim uviyosim shayashem itbar beizrol inatam itavazo. And Rabbanu would give countless prayers, supplications, cries, conversations that he would pray and beg before Hashem, that he would pour out his heart before God in all sorts of ways, in supplications, in in begging Hashem and pleads to beg Hashem that what Hashem would come to his assistance to save him from his desire. Rabbeinu merited to withstand all the tests. He sanctified himself very, very much. Until the point where Rabbeinu became so abstained from this desire completely uh, that there's no measure to even describe the level he got to. Until Rabbeinu merited to break this desire completely, completely. Until Rabbeinu got to the point where it was a wonder to him. Where Rabbeinu was wondered by the fact that people had such a difficulty in destroying this desire. He was so separated from it. He forgot about how big of difficulty it was to the point where he was confused why other people had so much difficulty in this. <laughs> because Rabbeinu said this is not a desire at all. And Rabbeinu would many, many times speak about this subject with regard to nullifying and being disgusted by this desire. It's something amazing. Rabbeinu said, I can look at a man and a woman and feel no difference. To the point where Rabbeinu says in Sikhot Aran, it's so difficult for the tzaddik to be with his wife, in relations with his wife, because he's so separated from this desire that it's even more painful for him than it is for a child at the time of his Brit Milah. 
Can you imagine the level we're talking about here? That Rabbeinu says for the tzaddik, he's so conscious of how raw this desire is, how physical it is, that it's so difficult for him to descend down into this desire with his wife because he's conscious and yet he still has to do it while the child isn't even aware that he's getting, um, that he's doing the brit milah to him. Meaning that the child isn't even aware that he's having circumcision being done to him. So we see that for the tzaddik, he's at such a level of consciousness that descending down into such a desire is so difficult for him. It's painful for him. And he said, It's impossible to speak about this with people. That the people are so materialistic in this desire. They're so megusham. They're so physical in this. They, they are so entrenched in this desire. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Because their blood has been so mixed together with impurities. That their dat, their consciousness has been so mixed up and so confused. That they can't even understand what we're talking about here at all. And it doesn't even enter their hearts at all that it's possible to be disgusted by such a thing. They're so entrenched and they don't even realize that you can be disgusted by such a thing. Therefore, it's, for, it's impossible to speak about this so much because nobody understands. But the truth is, one who's truly even just a little bit wise, as Ravenu writes in Likute Moran, in lesson 25, he explains this idea of the medame, that these desires, especially this ta'ava, comes from something called the medame, the imagination, fantasy. When a person subdues his fantasy through sechel, through intellect, you have no desire for this at all. So Rabbeinu says, even tr- someone who's truly just a little bit, a little bit wise, just has a glimmer of wisdom, he's easily able to completely be disgusted by this entirely because he said because he said that one who's truly just a little bit wise it's not a test for him at all that it Rabbanu said it's obligated that within all this there's a huge secret look in Likutim Moran lesson 72 about what we talked about earlier with regard to the Tzadikim and how the Tzadikim have a different Yetzirah because the truth is this is not a desire at all. And Rabenu, he, he took pride in himself very much with the great strength in which he destroyed this Tava. And Rabenu was so awesomely holy and great in this subject. And Rabenu said about himself that he had no desire whatsoever. And he said, That he said, Rabbeinu said that by himself, there's no difference for him between a male and a female. Because Rabbeinu said, there's no war for him at all. There's no even immoral thought that even begins to try to enter when he sees or he speaks with a woman. Um, when he sees a woman or he speaks with a woman because everything is equal to him. Whether he speaks to Rabbi Natan or he speaks to the, uh, his wife. There's absolutely no difference. Look what we're talking about here. It's something... Uh, it's, really, it's really something special. And this is something that we really have to believe and put emunah in because be'emet, everything begins with the emunah chachamim. When Rabbeinu is saying this, we have to have emunah that be'emet we can do this too. Just because we're very far from this does not mean that we cannot break it. But the start is to believe that you can. And uh, this is the emunah that we must have Bezrat Hashem in breaking this tava. Uh, that Hashem should give us the strength to be 
a man of a warrior with valor to really break this tavaz. Rabbi Nathan says there's no advice except to be a, a warrior in this, to be strong. And not to let the Yetzaga attack you in this, to be strong and unwavering in your strength, to not let anything uh, not let anything bring you in purity in this uh, Tava. Because may have the merit to destroy this and uh, attain new levels of Kedusha, draw ourselves close to Rabbeinu HaKadosh and to the true Tzadikim and to fulfill what is written in this. Holy book, Bezrat Hashem.